It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 607-95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. Garden and Lawn here with Walter Rees and Ashley Frasca. We are here to answer your questions to make sure everything you know is correct about plants. If you have a question about your Christmas cactus, about your amaryllis, about your houseplants, if you want to know how to take care of them, what about your poinsettia? Do you know how to keep the poinsettia alive from now to Christmas? Do you? You can give us a call, 404-872-0750. No matter if you've never, ever called a radio show before, we are the friendliest people in the world. Wow. Chris, that's... Well, I'm, you are. No I'm way. I'm snippy sometimes. I'm a <laughs> snippy person. I know I am. We are I very friendly. Crystal, very approachable. Crystal Wheeler is uh, screening our calls. Occasionally, Crystal will... Uh, let the world's woes intrude on her voice and personality. But nonetheless, even Crystal Wheeler is a sweetheart down, down, down below. We're here to answer your questions, make sure you're successful in your landscape. Of course, lawn and garden includes your lawn, your garden, your flowers, your trees, your shrubs, your critters, your anything else you want to talk about. We have answers that we want to give to you. One of the things that I noticed this week, actually I got an email about this, but I noticed in my own landscape this week, was the ginkgo trees. And the email that I got was a woman wanting to know if ginkgo trees stink. Well, I replied to her that ginkgo trees all by themselves, well, no, they don't stink. The leaves don't stink. The bark doesn't stink. The roots don't stink. Nothing about the tree itself stinks. Oh, I thought, I know what's going on. She's asking about the fruit. That's the thing that stinks. Ginkgo trees, interesting. Ginkgo trees have a male and a female form. They have a form that produces pollen. That's the male form. And they have a form that receives pollen and makes fruit. That's the female form. So you can have, a, we call them a male or a female tree. And the female tree, when pollinated by a male, can have fruit. And the fruit is stinky. Winky, you do not want to get it on your shoes, which I did this past week as I was walking up my landscape. Because I have a female ginkgo tree in the back corner that I never go back there much, but I was just walking around and ran into some of the fruit accidentally. It smells like a cross between cat poop, old, old rotten butter, mm. and vomit. Oh, right. That's what it is. It's stinky. It is really, really, really stinky. The first time I ever smelled that, I was in Athens at college, you know, at the University of Georgia, and they line Broad Street. Like if you're, you know, coming, the arches on your right and all the ginkgo trees were on your left on Broad Street. And I just always kind of contributed to yeah. the, the smell of the bars the next morning. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where I thought the smell was coming from. And come to find out it was the ginkgo trees, right. which are beautiful. I mean, just show-stopping yellow. But, um, yeah, that was a downfall for sure. But only the female trees. Uh, so, so then, how do you know which you have? If you go buy them in a nursery, how do you know which you're going to buy? The tag? Well, that's a good reason. That's exactly right. Hopefully, they're all labeled to say. But just from looks, there's really no difference, there's right? No difference. There's none at all. Period. The only way you know is when you've had one for ten or twelve years and it starts fruiting. Then you know what you have. Uh -huh. 
So at the nursery, what is done is they take a known male tree, one that has not fruited in a long, long time ever, and they propagate it from cuttings. So every cutting is a genetic duplicate of the one it came from. So all the cuttings come up, they're males as well. They send those to the nursery, and the nursery sells them, and you can be guaranteed they are a male tree. No stinky fruit, nothing to worry about. Does it really take 12 years to fruit? It takes a while. It's a slow-growing tree. Wow. Yeah. One of the interesting things about ginkgos, too, is that they are a prehistoric tree. They're one of a couple of landscape trees that dinosaurs used to eat. They, hmm. they were there. They've been here that long. They have a... They're actually called a cone-bearing tree because they don't have uh, flowers in the traditional sense of what a flower looks like. They have cones at the end of the branches, and that's where the fruit and the pollen and all interact with each other. And so the dinosaurs used to eat them, and their fossil records of all of it. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And they have that beautiful leaf, too, as you say. The fan color. shape. Yeah, fan-shaped leaf, mm-hmm. maidenhair leaf, and the yellow color, the beautiful butter yellow color in the fall. But the stinky fruit, that is what the lady was worried about. But she hopefully will get a male tree. There are a lot of different varieties, too. There's some that are real collar, real narrow and tall and straight, and some that spread out real wide. And there's uh, one that's uh, dwarf and dense, real, real dwarf, only, I guess, about eight feet tall. Well, and there's another tree that people complain about the smell, Bradford pears. And genetically, I must not be able to smell them. I've never smelled mm. a bad smell from a Bradford pear, but some people do. Some people say, oh, a stinky tree. Yeah. No, not me. I don't smell. I dislike it for other reasons, but it's not because <laughs> they smell bad. Let's go to the phones. we got numbers of people on the line right now. First in line this morning, our friend Nicole from Griffin, Georgia. Hey, Nicole. Mr. Reeve. Mr. Good Cole. morning. Ashley, how you doing? Great. Uh, South Georgia is green, huh, Mr. Reeve? All Georgia is green. What do you mean it's green? Uh, there's a lot of a culture. I, ca- I think it's cabbage and uh, a rutabaga. And, I don't uh, think rutabaga. Things. It's not in South Georgia, but cabbage, yeah. Lots and lots of cabbage growing in Georgia, sure. That's South Georgia. And, you know, Nicole, again, you have the advantage of driving. When you, when you drive your, your truck down through South Georgia, you get to report to us what's growing in other parts of the state. Otherwise, I would have no idea that there was cabbage growing down there. Oh, beautiful cabbage, Mr. Reed. They have the fans around it big time because the animals would have a feast. Deer, rabbits coming to eat the cabbage, sure. And those uh, black things. But anyway, uh, all they all harvest by hand. Yeah, people with bad backs. <laughs> Eventually, they all going to have a bad back. It's sort of, well, the same with uh, with onions in South Georgia. You just bend over, pull them up, bend over, pull them up, bend over, and by the end of the day, I'm pretty sure you'd be sore as Dickens. Your back would hurt. So uh, what else besides, um, I saw some green, but I just cannot tell what it is. See, canola is just sprouting out right now. Canola is one that has a pretty yellow flowers in the spring. And uh, what else would be green down there? They don't grow lettuce in South Georgia, I don't think. Again, rutabaga, probably not. Who do you know? Have you ever eaten a rutabaga, Nicole? Oh, Mr. Reeve, rutabaga in Canada is great. How do you prepare it? I've never had one that I thought was any good. Well, it's mostly in the soup or cook in the oven, mixed with oil. Same thing as uh, carrots. We have a lot of carrots. Yeah. And, uh, but rutabaga, because they keep a long time. Yeah, I'm sure that. Like turnips. And they could be turnips in South Georgia as well. That could be a, a, something growing right now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I went in the dumpster this week. Yeah. 
and I saw four um, Christmas cactus. Christmas cactus. Yeah. But I think the reason why they're thrown away because they don't have no bloom. If I baby them, will I be lucky so they bloom this Absolutely. year? Absolutely. Are they green? If it's all green, yeah, they're going to be eventually they'll plump up a little bit if you baby if you water them. And uh, the do you have to fertilize them? No. Okay. No, I think all she should do is water them and you know keep them inside, obviously, in the winter time. But if you do that by next uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, they'll bloom just like a normal one would. So uh, the light is critical, isn't it? Yeah, but you can manage that easily if you simply keep it outdoors in the summertime and up until just before it turns 40 or 45 degrees in the fall and then bring it in. The light will have changed enough to make them bloom. They're a long night plant is what they're called. And when you have the long nights as it goes gradually longer and longer during the uh, fall, then that triggers them to bloom. Yeah. That's how they call it, long night plant? short day, one or the other. But either one works, because if you have a long night, you've got to have a short day, right? But one or the other triggers the uh, triggers the Christmas cactus to bloom. Hmm. So uh, poinsettias is the same way, too? Same thing. Yes, indeed they are. Long night? You can force them, as you know. You know that you, the greenhouse growers force the uh, poinsettias to bloom, to have the red bracts uh, at the, this time of year. Normally they'd be doing it in May. Amaryllis would be blooming in May. Uh, Christmas cactus is not forced to do anything. It blooms normally at this time of year. So the ball from the, uh, uh, what you just said? The amaryllis, the witch. Yes. So the ball was... Uh, uh, point out to be uh, uh, early. Yeah, what they did was they pulled it out of the ground um, back ooh, we were September, August, September, and uh, made it rest. They put it in a place where it was real dark and real cool. They made it rest for a while, and then they sell it to you and me, and we put the amaryllis in a pot and put some water in it, put it in a warm window, of course, and the leaves come up first a little bit, and all of a sudden the bloom stuck on an amaryllis. Gosh, Nicole, it's like an explosion. It comes out of that, that pot, just woo, it comes up out of the pot. Amaryllis is an astounding plant, how fast it grows. I saw something on Facebook. A lady posted a picture of hers and was bragging that it had seven blooms. Oh, and so man. many people said, wow, I'm lucky to get three or four, yeah. but seven, that's a whole lot. Yeah, it sure is. Wow, wow, wow. Mm. Good bulb stuck, is But it? if you take care of it, Nicole, yes, in the next year you'll have a pretty looking plant. It's going to be green. And next fall, hopefully, you can report to us that you have a Thanksgiving, probably Thanksgiving cactus that you have that has bloomed and made you happy. Anything that blooms inside the house this time of the year is a gift, isn't it? It yes. is. It's a gift to talk to you as well, Nicole. i got to get out of here, but it's a wonderful thing to talk to you every Saturday. We'll see you next Saturday. Enjoy your day. Bye, Enjoy Nicole. Enjoy your day as well. 618 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Walter Reeves Lawn and Garden and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News Team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Walter. Walter Reeves, Ashley Frasca back with you on Lawn and Garden 624. A quick weather update sponsored by Finley Roofing today. Finally, a little warmer high of around 52. Lows tonight in the upper 30s, mostly cloudy to partly cloudy skies. And then bright sunshine tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 60 and low around 46. Your complete weather forecast coming up in 10 minutes. 
on 95.5 WSB and shop and save with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Sunday coupons tomorrow up to $372. Plus get in-depth local news and details you won't find anywhere else. Great. Thank yes, you, Ashley. No problem. Let's go to the phones. We got David and Tucker joining us. Hey, David. 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 Uh, hello. Hey, David. Hello. Hey, hey, David, before you start with your question, yeah. let me... You know, Ashley, we have not this season done anything to say how thankful we are to people who are our regular callers. I yeah. know we have lots of callers, but some are regular. David, you're one. Uh, Inquisitive, JD, very observant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J.D. down in College Park, yep. good friend, and that calls frequently. We like him a lot. Gene and Bremen. Gene and Bremen. Gail and Dunwoody. Gail, got Gail coming in. Nicole, um, of course. Mike and McDonough. Nicole yeah. and Griffin, of course, too. Yeah. And others whose name don't pop in right this minute. But, David, I want to tell you and J.D. and Gene and everybody else, we appreciate you. We thank you for calling in because many times your questions are thoughtful. thoughtful. They're interesting. They're good, good questions oh. to answer. Well, thank you very much. Does that make you uh, warm I, and fuzzy? <laughs> uh, well, do you, do you care to monetize that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, would, that would really be warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Get kickbacks for calling I, the I show. I don't think we have the money to monetize it, David. How can we uh, help this morning for free, David? Uh, yes, I, I figured there was no budget for that. No. Um, well, I had a question. If you had any uh, flowering, perfuming vines to recommend that might be you know, a little more than you know your standard fare that I could still find. And if you thought red honeysuckle was an invasive plant. To the answer to the last is no. Even though a plant has the name honeysuckle, does not mean that it's the bad honeysuckle, which is Japanese honeysuckle. But red honeysuckle is not invasive. It's pretty pink, red, yellow flowers. Wonderful. It has a little sweet sugar at the end of the flower. Nothing wrong with red honeysuckle. Now, as far as blooming things, you want something out of the ordinary, and the two that I love the most are ordinary. One is Confederate jasmine. What mm-hmm. about, yeah, uh, uh, moonvine. What about moonvine? Mm-hmm. Moonvine's moonvine beautiful. great. Well, so night bloomers? Uh, say what again, David? What, David? Are you saying those are the night bloomers? You're talking night, about the moonvine? Moonvine is. Moonvine is a night bloomer. Uh, Confederate jasmine will have flowers that stay open during the night, but it doesn't open at night like moonvine. Dumb. There's a um, there's a red one, firecrackers in the name. That's a really neat, but I don't know if it's perennial. The the flower is kind of tubular. Is that a firecracker? Um, um, come on, Walter. It's small little kind that of delicate flowers. And the hummingbirds love it. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. It is. I'll think about it in the next half hour, David. That firecracker okay. is a pretty thing, and the hummingbirds do love it. As far as non-scented flowers. Of course, you've got the uh, Confederate um, yellow jasmine, Carolina jessamine. You've got uh, what's well, the non-flowering vine that comes out real pretty. I don't think of, of Maypops or some of those as having flower, having scent to the flowers, but they're sure pretty to the uh, passion mm-hmm. vines, too. Well, anyway, we've got to get out of here, David. But those are some okay. you can do. Do a moon vine. I think they're lovely, and they open at night, and all the things that fly around at night, the moths and things like that, just love it. It's 628. We'll be back after news. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at 95.5 WSB. 
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. 635 at 95.5 WSB. This is Walter Reeves alongside Ashley Frasca holding my toes to the fire to make sure I don't say anything untoward on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Nothing that is inaccurate. I am held to my contract, which says I must be 99% accurate in everything that I say. 1% I can tease, 99% of the rest accurate. I, I believe that to be true. Neil Bortz, I think, was... 50, 45% maybe <laughs> was where he was held to be accurate. The rest of it was anything Neil wanted to say. I'm not going to comment on our other uh, hosts here at News Talk WSB. But I will say that I'll give an accurate answer to Jean in Noonan, who joins us on the, on the Lawn and Garden Show right this minute. Hi, Jean. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hey. What's the question, Jean? Okay. I've got two trees in my yard, a crepe myrtle and a sycamore. Do two things. Do they need fertilizer, and do I need to trim, cut back the crepe myrtle? No and no. So good news. There's not a lot you need to do. <laughs> okay, okay. Crepe, I, crepe I myrtles, um, people get really upset. You may have a year or two. I mean, they have a long lifespan, but there may be a year or two occasionally where a crepe myrtle doesn't bloom, and that could be for a variety of reasons. Um Pruning being one of them, but some other conditions too. But really, there's no need to fertilize them. As long as they're growing and they're healthy and they're alive, they should be fine. And the sycamore, what what would be your motivation to to uh, want to fertilize it? Well, n- not really, because it is beautiful. Good. It is. Uh, I was looking about six years ago, five or six, I was looking for a fast-growing tree. And I'm telling y'all, this is the prettiest tree I've ever seen. Wow. It's up at least. 25, maybe 30 feet tall and gorgeous. It is so pretty. In fact, a man called last week asking about uh, needing information on a tree like that. And I I hope he's listening today, but but, uh, I have those two and I'm glad to know I don't need to fertilize either one. I would say that Sycamore is sort of like Ashley and myself. Jean, Ashley oh. being young is gorgeous and pretty oh. and attractive and all that. <laughs> wow. And as she gets older, like me, <laughs> she's going to get a little on the uh, wrinkly, gray-haired side like I am. Oh, and the oh is that tree right? is much oh. like that. When they're young, they are gorgeous trees. They grow fast. They are beautiful. They're wonderful. And as they get older, they get a little, their limbs tend to break out. The leaves get a little messy. The bark gets a little stringy onto really? it. Really? But, Jean, there are a lot of times when I think to myself, you know, I'm not going to live to be 150 years old. Let somebody else deal with this sycamore when I'm gone. Okay. I like that. I like that way of thinking. <laughs> That's the way I say. Let somebody else deal with a great, big, huge, ugly sycamore. You enjoy the young sycamore. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Good to know. I'll, I'll enjoy it while I'm here. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you both. Thanks. Have a great weekend. All right. Y'all too. I love giving people good news. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love being outside in the garden. I spent a lot of last week outside, but... If you don't have to do something, don't do it. I love your Spend your time doing something else. No and no. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, nope, don't have to do that. Paul, well, let's give our phone number, 404-872-0750. Easy to dial and nice people to talk to, 404-872-0750.
50. Paul in Dunwoody is with us. Hey, Paul, morning. Good morning, Walter. You are, you are so knowledgeable and friendly. I want to thank you. I'm, I'm calling about eggs. Uh, I understand that Georgia um, uh, makes a lot of eggs somewhere. Yeah, sure. I'm not sure where they make them, but I was wondering, uh, is, it, is, it, uh, is it a hard thing to set up an eggplant and, and provide eggs to a couple of states? Now, why do you want to do that, Paul? Well, I don't want to do that, but I want to learn about it. I've, I've studied, I've studied the uh, vegetables and fruits in yeah. South Georgia, and I've I've been a, uh, a volunteer at the state farmers market, yeah, right. and I've worked at two farmers markets in Atlanta. I but I, I never understood about eggs. I wanted to find out where they're from, and is it expensive to to make them? You could be a Georgia agricultural economist, Paul. That's what your career should be. You study the fruit, you study the vegetables. Now you want to know about the eggs. Pretty soon you'll be talking about how to set up a poultry broiler operation. After that, I'm sure you want to know about peanuts. And after that, it might be you know soybean, maybe some pecans in there too. And once you studied all those things, you could set yourself up to be most most any of those or a person who studies all of them. You could. All right. So answer your question. Answer Paul's question. So you want to know about eggs. Having grown up on a chicken farm, I will say that once my dad discovered that you had to have a lot of money and you had to take big loans out every year to get your uh, laying chickens in his chicken house, that meant we were out of the egg business. You've got to have a lot of money, Paul, because you are basically, I think in most cases, going to the big company that you work for that, you, that, will get, that will give you the chickens, basically. And they'll pay you when you've raised those chickens to a certain size or to when, yeah, when the certain size is usually when they're taken back from the farmer. And so if you have any problems in the chicken house that you accidentally somehow leave the heat on or leave the heat off and all the chickens die, too bad. You're going to owe a lot of money to the company because they want to know where their chickens are after your mistakes. And if you don't have a good you know, system of feeding them, if you don't have a good system of taking care of them otherwise, then you're in big trouble then because the company gives you the chickens and, or the eggs sometimes or the chicks sometimes and says you raise them up and then sell them to us and that's how you make money. If you screw up, then you're in trouble. So uh, is a chicken plant that makes dark meat and white meat different than a plant that makes eggs? A plant? Come on. A plant? You're in a chicken house? What are you talking about, Paul? It's not a plant. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm asking he, he a question. He means a plant is in a factory. It, it is a factory or something yeah, like yeah. that. No, it takes the whole chicken into the, into the one end. The chicken goes in one end, and what comes out the other end? Parts. <laughs> the nuggets and legs and wings and drumsticks and thighs and necks. And not just lawn and garden here. Giblets and talk about livers and hearts and chicken feet and all those <laughs> things that we've talked about. Paul, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. We'll see you soon. we got Cheryl in Sharpsburg. Joins us on lawn and garden. Hey, Cheryl. Morning. Hey, how are you? Doing great, Cheryl. Um, how can we help? We are about to build a house um, on five acres, and there's a lot of... Um, pine trees and some oak trees and stuff but there's nothing that's pretty nothing with beautiful leaves or anything and we want to know what kind of uh, trees we can plant that will grow rather quickly that will be pretty so the minute you said beautiful leaves i mean what comes into my mind is magnolia maples maples are going to grow pretty quickly Mm -hmm. um dogwoods if you had you know, larger trees that you could plant those as an understory okay. too. 
Um, hmm. There's lots more. Uh, uh, crepe myrtles. I mean, we, we say those great all idea. the time, yeah, but those are fast growing too. And that's good to, I kind of envision on five acres, that would be pretty to line, you know, maybe a side of the property with some crepe myrtles right. or one side of the driveway or something. I mean, those will just be rewarding for most of the year. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah those are basic kind of trees. I have a whole list, Cheryl, on my website. And I think all you have to do is go to my website and say plant list because okay. there's so many different sizes, different sometimes leaf colors. As Ashley mentioned, the maples, there are several varieties of maples. Some uh, have leaf color a little bit earlier in the fall. Sugar maple has yellow leaves. Red maple has red leaves. There's so okay. many things to play with. You've got five acres. Lord, you're going to have so much fun. You will have so much fun. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And don't forget our number because you can call us on Saturday morning. If you have any problems, you can say, hey, what about this? Why not that? Can I do this? And we will be sure to answer your question. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you, Cheryl. Cheryl, good uh-huh. luck and enjoy the new house. And and a good reminder, too, for folks, Pike uh-huh. Nursery, when you buy trees and shrubs from Pike Nursery, which, I mean, I speak from experience, I've had to do just this, if you don't have success with one of those trees, if it's just a dud or something just went wrong with it, they have a guarantee. You save the receipt. I mean, it could be two or three years later, though. And if yeah. the crepe myrtle just didn't do right or something like that, uh, Pike will will exchange it out for you and get you a replacement plant. So that is just foolproof, guaranteed, you know, your trees will be successful. Great. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed for life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've had time. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see people coming in. I've seen it over myself several times. When people come in with dead azaleas or dead this, that, and the other. They have the receipt in one hand and the yeah. in the other hand saying, hey. Oh, I just put them in a little box with yeah. all the dirt and the root ball, and there okay, it goes. Another one. Go so another I told you this week I got out earlier and planted a lot of things. Um, and I really took a lot of time to, to really make things look pretty. It, it felt good. Pansies, mm-hmm. dianthus, it felt like it was a little late, but I made sure to you know, water them really well and mulch them. I've got a nice layer of mulch over them to kind of protect them because dianthus will come back and just look absolutely beautiful and fill in a nice little bare spot in a bed. Um, Amaryllis and paper whites, still trying to figure those out. I've had them in the garage. I don't know if they'll bloom in time, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a lot things to be about doing. Pansies, what you just recently planted them this past week or two. Uh-huh. Don't for, did you fertilize them at all? I did melorganite. Melorganite. Well, good. that was twofold: a fertilizing them just to fertilize them, yeah. but to keep the squirrels away because they'll dig rabbits, in those pots. Through, yeah, will in mm-hmm. there. Um, keep going and refertilize them some more. We need to do that as well. Well, we have a red alert in traffic right now. Let's go see what's happening. This is a traffic red alert. From 95.5 WSB. That's right, 645 in the Cool Ray Carrier WSB 24-hour. Traffic center, all lanes being held right now on the West Freeway. I-20 westbound, just west of the downtown connector. Exit number 57, a crash that was in the right lane. They now have all lanes blocked, so you can use MLK Jr. Drive, uh, Joseph E. Boone Boulevard, or Highway 78 Hollowell Parkway as an alternate. Once again, all lanes currently blocked. I-20 westbound, just past the downtown connector. Exit number 57, use MLK Jr. Drive. Joseph E. Boone Boulevard or Highway 78 as alternates. More minutes on WSB. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate that. Mike Shields and our traffic team will keep you informed whatever happens on the traffic during the week and during the weekend as well. Ashley Frass, of course, joins that team every day during the week. And it is a crazy thing when every morning at 6 when my news feed comes up on my smart speaker, 
And immediately, Mark McKay said, "Red alert over mm-hmm. I twenty. Red alert over I seventy five. It's exhausting. Yeah. It is. And and <laughs> yesterday was a mess. I mean, Atlantic commuters knew that all too well. Yesterday was a complete disaster. We had three tractor trailers off the roads, overturned vehicles, mm. single car spin out crashes. Folks have got to be more careful. You cannot drive the same way on wet pavement and misty mornings than you can on dry pavement." You how's just the, can't. How's the uh, 675, 75 interchange south of Atlanta going? Um, you know, we, we've brought it to the attention of the DOT, and they're aware of the fact that that's a problem on 75 south at 675 there in Stockbridge. Um, so, you know, doing a story on Channel 2 Action News yesterday trying to advocate for some Something. kind of improvement on the concrete and the pavement there. And I've heard from so many people on Twitter they all are kind of echoing the same sediments that it's the pavement. It, it goes from asphalt to concrete. Yeah. A lot of the uh, trucks just lose traction, so they jackknife there. It has been going on for a long time, but particularly the pattern was five since October 30th. I mean, mm. that's something you can't ignore. And you guys knew it because you saw it in the cameras and mm-hmm. were reporting on it during the week. and. The- mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. The traffic team at WSB does a fabulous job. We don't just report the traffic and then go home. No, like you it, don't. it actually you, goes further than that. Exactly. We really look you into report what's going on and make make the traffic easier, I think, for other people yeah. as well. Give you minutes of your life back to improve the roads, improve the conditions, and get you out of traffic, we hope. It's six seven six forty eight at ninety five point five WSB. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say Alexa, play WSB, and we're on ninety five point five WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. Ashley Frasca, Walter Reeves back with you. A quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. You want to know what's going on today? Mostly cloudy to partly cloudy. I think the rain is gone. A high of 52, a low around 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. Beautiful high of 60, low of 46. Your complete weather forecast coming up in 10 minutes here on 95.5 WSB. Kathy Cumming wants to get her plants drunk, as far as I can tell. (laughs) Hey, Kathy, good morning. Hi, Walter. Good morning. Hey, Miss Ashley. Hey, Kathy. What are you asking about hey. vodka, Kathy? Okay, so it's a little early, I know, but <laughs> um, every year I hear y'all talk about, you know, paper white narcissus. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. And the vodka, and I always thought that was so funny, um, but I never really paid attention to the whole story because I didn't have any. Well, now my mom has sent me some. Ooh, awesome. And I'm... I'm not sure, you know, what the, how much vodka, how much water. And then I also heard Ashley mention that she had some and she put hers in the garage and that's where mine are. And I'm not really sure what to do with them when they have little sprouts coming up already. I'm not sure if they, how long they stay in the garage and how long. I don't know what to do with them. Now, right now, the way that she probably bought them for you or ordered them for you, they are ready to, to bloom. So you can, you know, bring them up in the house, put them, put them in some sunshine, and they should perform okay. if they're not already, you know, within the next week or two. But so okay. it depends on if you want to use just like a clear liquor. You know, it can't be a beer or wine, of course, because of the sugar. But a clear <laughs> liquor like vodka or something, it would be seven parts water to just one part of vodka. So really, it's a very small okay. amount. And people can use rubbing alcohol too which i hadn't done but that's 13 parts water to one part rubbing alcohol so the ratio is probably a little bit easier with like a clear uh liquor but it really does work it really does because in years past i had just gotten like a 
stem holder, you know, and put the little stem holder down into the soil and put, right. the, put the leaves up in the little circle to kind of keep it upright. Um, but man, I mean, the, the alcohol makes such a difference. I think that's such a, a well-known secret. And you really just have to do it, I think, the one time, um, not every time you water. Just one time initially, okay. and that should be enough to stay in the soil. It shortens the stems. They don't flop over, and they smell the same. And it's just a wonderful trick. I guess we call it a trick. But it works great, Kathy, just like Ashley said. Okay. Alcohol shortens the root, shortens the stem, and the paper whites look great. And so if they already have a little sprout on them about an inch long, I yeah. can go ahead and That's, that's bring perfect, the perfect bring place to be. Okay. Yeah, you start them in water. Okay. For a week or two till the green comes out, and then they put the alcohol in one time, and then they grow short. That's it. Okay. Well, I will do that today. Nothing to it. And then wait until maybe April, May. If you, if anyone listening has amaryllis or paper whites, wait until it really starts to warm up in April, May. You can plant them outside. Sure. They're, they're going to be thrilled. They're going to be happy as could be outside over the summertime. And then you can kind of start the cycle over again, beginning in like August, September, when you dig them up from the ground. I think that's a keep your fingers crossed. Maybe it'll start over again. So maybe. Mine get dried out. They get all sorts of nasty things happening to them. And I'm I have faith in Kathy. She faith. sounds she sounds really really interested she and involved. I think she can do it. Doing, yeah. It's 657 at 95.5 WSB. We'll be back after news.